0: November 10th, second stimulus check update and second stimulus package update. Uh, The White House has announced that Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is now in charge of the stimulus relief negotiations while they focus on the election. (laughs) McConnell says it is time to get a stimulus deal done for the American people. Joe Biden lays out... His ideas for a stimulus relief package if you're a subscribed member of my community then welcome back and if you're not consider subscribing right now alright now I just want to say thank you to my community uh, I appreciate that you guys like my videos uh, I'm the only one here doing this so I, I really appreciate it okay as of right now from what I'm reading as I research Secretary uh, of Treasury Stephen Mnuchin is no longer uh, involved in the stimulus negotiation team from the White House perspective. The Trump administration has officially asked Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell to head up the stimulus talks with Nancy Pelosi. Uh, some see this as a good thing because Mitch McConnell is the one that drafted the original CARES Act that helped so many people. However, some are worried because Mitch McConnell has said publicly that he would like to start with a smaller stimulus package. So there's some mixed feelings on whether this is a good thing or not. Now, uh, today, for my community's benefit, I tried calling Senator McConnell's uh, phone number in Washington, D.C. a couple of times. Uh, I sat on hold listening to all the voicemail instructions uh, twice, only to then be told that the mailbox was full and to call back another time. So I was was hoping to get Mitch McConnell on the line uh, and share some ideas based on your comments uh, and our interaction and and what I think the community is looking for. Uh, In the past, I have tried to call Nancy Pelosi's office and also Steve Mnuchin's office Uh, With Pelosi, I was able to leave a voicemail, but today I wasn't able to get through. But I'm trying to get, you know, messages through that people are in need, that there are people that need help. Uh, But again, I was not able to reach them. Uh, As of right now, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi will continue on as the Democrat representative in the stimulus negotiations. So there's no change of the guard on on the Democrat side, uh, which is
1: to be expected, right? Uh, as we know from previous updates,
0: uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi will most likely continue to push for the $2.2 trillion package. This had stimulus checks. This had money for state and local governments. This had uh, money for reopening schools, unemployment. Grocery uh, outlet, So that's the the plan she'll be representing. Uh, And McConnell is saying he's open to doing more stimulus relief, but right now he wants to start with a smaller package that can get out the door right now before the end of the year. Now, Mitch McConnell does want to do a deal. Um, And as of right now, uh, from what I'm reading and researching, neither McConnell nor Joe Biden have spoken to each other yet. Mitch McConnell, like many Republican Republican leaders, uh, wants to give President Trump time to go through his court cases. Uh, however, uh, it is believed that once the states certify that their election is officially over and who the winner is for each state, that at that point, uh, Mitch McConnell and Joe Biden's team will start speaking on the needs of the American people. So they're just letting that play out. Uh, similar to what happened with Al Gore uh, when it was uh, Bush versus Gore. Okay, now uh, we know that uh, in the past the uh, Senate has wanted to do a $500 billion skinny bill with money for hospitals and schools and unemployment and uh, small business um, and has been hesitant to embrace any package over $2 trillion dollars. Um, but we haven't known what the uh, Joe Biden team has been thinking. The only, and I've been doing this for a long time. The only thing that I've ever seen Joe Biden push for was the or- original Heroes Act. Uh, but as as of yesterday, uh, there is some indication on his website and other people that have spoken to the Biden team, and uh, so I'm going to lay out what they're saying that they would like to see inside of a stimulus package. Now. I've been doing this long enough. Let's not get our hopes up right. This is a proposal. This is the ideas, but this is what is uh, so far uh, out available for the public. Uh, Biden wants to see $600 uh, federal unemployment boost until the pandemic is over. Uh, they would like to see $10,000 of student loans forgiven for anybody that has student loans Uh, It wasn't clear uh, what would happen with private loans. I'm guessing that's just federally backed loans like Sally Mae or or something like that. Uh, They would like to see some sort of an increase in pay for those who are considered essential workers. They would also like to have some form of uh, compensation for those that become sick because of the coronavirus, not just for any kind of sickness, but uh, paid sick leave while you quarantine During the the coronavirus quarantine time of right now, it's 14 days. Uh, Parts of Europe are only doing seven days. Uh, He would also like to ban evictions until the pandemic ends. Now, this one, uh, I don't know that they'll be able to pull it off unless they do it in concert with some kind of stimulus to catch up on back rent or to help out landlords who have people that are living with them but unable to pay uh, because the landlord still has um, a mortgage that they're trying to cover. Uh, and so anyway, it's, it's, a, it's a tricky situation. So hopefully uh, they'll, they'll be able to give more clarification to that. Uh, the, they think that uh, Biden thinks that the federal government should cover anybody's health insurance if they are let go because of the pandemic. Uh, They would also like to see a second round of PPP money for small businesses um, and also funding for state and local government. Now, uh, there was no mention of stimulus checks uh, that I could see. Um, I've had a few people in the community point out the Biden stuff and and say that a check is coming. But when I researched it, I just couldn't find anything. So I, I could be wrong on that. But as of right now, I didn't see anything. The best I could find was a breakdown of his stimulus plan. And it says under the stimulus check section, um, stimulus for families should conditions require. So that that's the only language that I could see um, from the Biden team was this uh, should conditions require. Now, if I could speak to Joe Biden, <laughs> I would let him know that right now, today, November 10th, conditions require a stimulus check for many, many millions of Americans. So uh, I, I was kind of disappointed to not read that in there. Uh, but we'll we'll see. Again, the, uh, these are just all proposals at this point, right? Now, according to Joe Biden, he has spoken with Nancy Pelosi and also Republican uh, Kevin McCarthy in the House of Representatives on stimulus relief. According to them, uh, he would like to see money for small business, mortgage and rent assistance, unemployment, state and local assistance, and said that he would like to get something done by the end of the year. Uh, from both of them, I also did not see anything regarding the stimulus check. So maybe maybe that's just like a given, uh, or maybe if they end up with Nancy Pelosi's deal, that's already written into the language or the, the problem solver's proposal. I'm not sure which direction they're going to go, but... Uh, This is my update for the day. Um, As I know more, I will share more, but I did want to let you guys know uh, what's coming from Pelosi, what's coming out of McConnell's mouth, what's coming out of Joe Biden's mouth. Um, Again, in the next couple of days, you might see me do a sponsored video. I appreciate you allowing me to do that. Uh, That will help me bring in a little extra money. I'm going to try to do uh, another giveaway, a bigger giveaway uh, for people in the community that are really hurting. Before Thanksgiving, and, and hopefully again uh, before the holiday season or, or Christmas holiday. So, anyway, this is my update for today. I wish to remind you that you are amazing. I appreciate you being in my community. Keep your heads
2: up. Joe Biden uh, claimed the necessary states uh, to become the uh, next president of the United States. He, of course. Was was declared the winner in Pennsylvania. He's still leading in Arizona. Declared the winner in Nevada as well, and is leading in Georgia. The Trump votes are fighting vigorously to contest the election. They are—they've gone to court five different times. They are old for five on each one of those occasions. Uh, It it, is—you're seeing how desperate they are. I'm telling you how desperate they are. The head of the General Service. Here you have an agency that is that is designed uh, to oversee all federal buildings, and, and the head of the GSA signs off on freeing up the money for a transition. Well, she has refused to sign a letter saying the election is still in doubt. The Trump campaign uh, and the Trump White House are complete in denial, fighting every effort. Do not want to. Trump has not conceded. Not only that, uh, Senator Mitch McConnell came out today on the Senate floor uh, throwing uh, gasoline on this deal as well, uh, refusing to recognize Joe Biden uh, as a president-elect. that That's what you're dealing with uh, when, you, when you look at these really mad, upset Republicans all <laughs> over the country, uh, how they are just beside themselves that uh, that Joe Biden has beaten Donald Trump. Now, now, here's the one that's just so hilarious. I, I give perfect example. Here in our building, uh, there's an African immigrant brother, huge Donald Trump supporter. And I came in and he was talking about, oh, they cheated. And I said, okay, so explain to me how they cheated in the presidency, but they didn't steal the Senate. But they didn't steal the additional House seats. But they didn't steal some down ballot races. Do you understand? How absolutely crazy these people are. Uh, they they are trying to throw out every possible uh, conspiracy theory. I mean, it's just laughable uh, to listen to them uh, throw all of these conspiracy th- theories out. I, I just sit there, and it's just unbelievable. Let, let me tell you how bad this thing got. Today, Kaylee McEnany had a presidential briefing. The folks at Fox News even were like, uh, you know what? These are way too many lies for us. Watch <laughs> Deep-fried turkey, cranberry, freshness,
1: <laughs> gratitude. <laughs> this? We want every legal vote to be counted, and we want every illegal vote well,
3: to well, be counted. Well, I, I just think we have to be very clear. She's charging. Uh, the other side is welcoming fraud and welcoming illegal voting. Unless she has more details to back that up, I can't in good countenance continue showing you this. I want to make sure that maybe they do have something to back that up. But that's an explosive charge to make that the other side is effectively rigging and cheating. (laughs) Literally, Fox Fox News said, y'all live too (laughs)
2: cray-cray-cray. That is what you're dealing with uh, when you're dealing with these people who are besides themselves. Now, now, Keep in mind, Hillary Clinton, when she lost four years ago by a smaller margin, (laughs) let, let, let me repeat that. She lost by a smaller margin than Donald Trump. Conceded the next day. Now, look, I, 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 I don't need Donald Trump to concede. You know, he got his ass whooped. But that's what you're dealing with. Here's Mitch McConnell today on the Senate floor. Listen to this nonsense.
4: Preliminary results voters across the nation elected and re elected Republican senators to a degree that actually stunned prognosticators. Oh. Likewise, the American people seem to have reacted to House Democrats' radicalism and obstruction by shrinking the speaker's majority and electing more Republicans. And then there's the presidential race. Obviously, no states have yet certified their election results. We have at least one or two states that are already on track for a recount. And I believe the president may have legal challenges underway in at least five states. The Mm -hmm. core principle here is not complicated. In the United States of America, all legal ballots must be counted. Any illegal ballots must not be counted. The process should be transparent or observable by all sides, and the courts are here to work through concerns. Our institutions are actually built for this. We have the system in place to consider concerns, and President Trump is 100% within his rights to look into allegations of irregularities and weigh his legal
2: options. I'm done with him, I'm done with him. <laughs> Let me bring up my pound, Dr. Avis Jones DeWeaver, uh, political analyst, Michael Brown, former vice chair of DNC Finance Committee, Reverend Shane Harris, founder, Alliance for Justice. I I am absolutely cracking up, Michael. The day after the election in 2016, Mitch McConnell congratulated Donald Trump on winning. These suckers. Oh my God, this theft. Did they start? I mean, the, the allegations of theft are so hilarious. Now all of a sudden they're claiming a city worker in Detroit says that they saw them changing ballots and they were encouraging people to vote for Joe Biden. I mean, they're trying to throw everything out here. It ain't going to work.
5: Of, of sore losers, obviously, and it's uh,
4: it's uh, it's unfortunate that you know they can't uh, move past this, whether it's a tough race like in the year 2000 with Gore Bush. Clearly, all of us, at least on, on this side of the aisle, were extremely upset, um, but Gore set the tone by conceding after the Supreme Court made their decision and the country moved on. Okay. Uh, same with four years ago. Uh, you don't think we were all upset that Secretary Clinton lost? Of course we were. But after she conceded, uh, the country moved on, trying to give this guy a chance. He blew it. it Arguably, will be considered the worst uh, president in American history. Uh, but besides that, uh, the country and mature people and adults made said some made some statements, really conceding, and people moved on. Uh, clearly, they're not ready to do that. Uh, clearly, tend to keep this uh, the director of GSA. Uh, from signing off on the inauguration committees is a, is a dog shame. But one more point, Roland, I know you want to go to everybody else. Uh, on a personal note to uh, Pastor Jackson, uh, who's from here in the DMV, he and I, uh, I had a lot of respect for him, didn't agree with him. He and I um, butted heads uh, a few years ago during the marriage equality uh, discussion here in Washington. I was one of
5: the co-sponsors when I was on the city council, and he was one of the the chief opponent uh, to the marriage equality. So he and I put it ahead. Uh, but I had a lot of respect for him, and, uh, and
2: Godspeed to him and his family. Uh, Avis, to, li- to listen to the absolute whining of these people. Yeah, I mean, when you talk about loser <laughs> women, well, I well, 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 to, to listen to watch them just, I mean, they're just... If, if y'all want comedy, go to the Twitter feed of Charlie Kirk. Oh my God, Santa Harris is the worst person in the world. I mean they, and, I, and every time tweets I just I just start laughing. you got Geraldo uh, out there with his whining as well. You got Megan Kelly okay of White Santa Claus is just whining as well. I mean, this is how incredibly childish these people are. They just
6: can't believe that America says Donald Trump. go to hell. I think it's beyond childish. These people are dangerous. Let's just say what they are. They are dangerous. Uh, This administration, we have seen uh, a huge record uptick uh, in the number of hate crimes and the number of white supremacist groups. He speaks to extremists in this nation to the degree that it leads to violent action. And the way that they are lying, and let's just say, let's just let's just put the let's just put it on the table. This is a coordinated, predestined lie that they planned, and it was planned from the moment that Donald Trump started to cast doubt on the legitimacy of mail-in ballots during a pandemic, while
7: also telling his minions to go and vote on election day. At the same
6: time, that was coordinated with Republican state legislatures, I believe, who passed laws to say that they wouldn't even start counting the ballots until after the election. And so they knew, coming into the election, that all of the ballots would not be cast on election night. We knew from reporting that he would claim victory on election night, knowing that millions of ballots had not been cast, and that's exactly what he did. So all this... (laughs) Fake, fake news that they are per- perpetuating by claiming um, illegalities only in black cities, by the way. So they're, they're not focusing on places where they would have an advantage in, in, in any of these rural areas. But they're focusing on Detroit. They're focusing on Philadelphia. They're focusing on Atlanta, for example. So they're trying to disenfranchise us through their lives while at the same time <laughs> riling up their minions who are dangerous people. I mean, some of these people just tried
1: to kidnap a darned governor. <laughs> so this
6: is, to me, it's, it's more serious than they just can't handle the truth. I'm saying that these this is a criminal element that has taken over our political system. They are attempting to coordinate a coup and in lieu of their success, which I don't believe they'll be successful because their lawsuits are just so ridiculous. <laughs> They are trying to undercut the legitimacy of the next uh, administration, making it that much more hard for them to govern. This is dangerous. It is criminal. And it needs to be called out in every way possible as early and as often as possible until we get the rightful administration in office. And that is the Biden-Harris administration.
2: Uh, the, the thing that is uh, is just crazy to me, Shane is these people are so unhinged. I mean, you, you already saw today. Donald Trump fired via Twitter, the, the uh, Secretary of Defense, uh, uh, Mike Esper. I mean, I, I mean, this is what you're dealing with. I mean, you're... Look, I'm telling you right now, he's going to fire. He's going to fire the head of the FBI, Christopher Wray. He's going to fire lots of people. The head of White House personnel is literally telling people, don't you dare look for jobs.
5: Yeah, no, Roland, this is... uh this is not only criminal, not only is it dangerous, it's fraudulent. This president clearly does not understand the electoral process. You know, 2008 when Barack Obama was elected, and I was just a, young, a younger man at that time uh, experiencing all of this at 17 years old, watching the first black president of America walk, walk across the stage. This is the same man who launched a campaign to question his citizenship. But also, this is the same man who was a part of the crowd who has been on Washington Capitol Hill uh, that said that they would make him a one-term president. See, their worst nightmare that they wished upon the first black president has now become the nightmare that they are experiencing now. And it's not just the president. I am more concerned, as uh, some of my colleagues on the panel said, about the dangerousness and the criminalization of this because— There are people who know the electoral process, like Mitch McConnell and others who are a part of all of this, who are pushing and egging the president on to fight this. It is incredible, Roland, that this president does not understand that he lost the electoral process on Tuesday. He lost the electoral process because he thought that when he told his voters, don't go vote via mail, just vote in person, what he realized is that he lost some of his voting block because— Everybody was not going out to be a person. Some people wanted to do mail ballots. He was telling his base, do not do mail-in ballots. And it's incredible now that he is now questioning the legitimacy and those standing behind him, which is even more concerning because these are people who understand the electoral process, that they would think that they're going to question the democratic process of how people, specifically the president, is elected in this country. I think this is fraudulent, I think it's dangerous, I think it's childish, and clearly they do not know how to swallow their own medicine that they wished in 2008 that the first black president would have a one-term. No, their nightmare is being experienced in themselves now because their president is a one-term president because he sucked in his leadership and he could not bring together communities and, and bring out people to vote in support of him because he was lying about what he stood for. He clearly has no standards, and I'm not surprised that he's questioning the legitimacy of the American
2: people. Right, onto video in just one moment. Never been a partner with Roland Mark Unfiltered, Mary Spiel, the founder of this black-owned virtual reality company. You can watch their content at seek.com, C-E-E-K This is one of the headsets that you can use. This virtual reality headset drop your phone right into here. Look at that content, that VR content on their site Other 360-degree video. Uh, puts you right uh, right there up close and so you just pop it on like this and then you're able literally to just sit here and put yourself in the room and see everything that's around you 360 degrees. Now, uh, if you listen to music, folks, you could check out the music uh, on their uh, Seek.com headphones. These right here, folks, are uh, 360 degree 4D headphones. The bass on these things are absolutely amazing. Surround sound. So, literally, when you're listening to it, the sound actually is around uh, your whole head. Again, Created by a sister. Uh, If you want to get the headset uh, for the uh, music or the VR headset, uh, simply use this promo code, RMVIP2020. RMVIP2020. Christmas is coming up. Great great guests. In fact, my birthday in nine days. (laughs) So I'm just just, just giving y'all a hint. Uh, So use the promo code, RMVIP2020, and go to seek.com. And again, we appreciate them being partners with us here at Roland Martin Unfiltered.
7: Well, that was Roland Martin unfiltered his daily digital show
3: on YouTube. He went live but for some reason, he was having audio troubles.
7: Let's see if it's working now. Oh, well, if he comes back up, we'll come back with a new segment. Thank you for listening.
2: Also, how petty is Donald Trump? He's mm. refusing to allow Joe Biden to receive intelligence briefings. Dude, really? How petty are you? And the Senate will vote on yet another white man for a lifetime appointment to the federal bench. We'll also answer questions about the coronavirus vaccine developed by Pfizer and neo Nazis seeing the flyers attacking Black Lives Matter to members in Texas. And it is confirmed Bishop Harry Jackson Jr. did have COVID 19. He died yesterday. He was a big time Trump supporter and was at that September 26 event. Featuring Amy Coney Barrett at the White House that has turned into a super spreader event. It's time to bring the funk. I'm rolling Mark Unfiltered. Let's go. He's
1: got it. Whatever the piss, he's on it. Whatever it is, he's got the scoop
2: Today the Supreme Court heard oral arguments in a case that could very well invalidate the Affordable Care Act. Now, uh, during those arguments, Chief Justice John Roberts and Justice Brett Kavanaugh suggested that the court may may cast aside the individual mandate while leaving the rest standing. President-elect Joe Biden held a news conference today to assure his support of the signature piece of bill that came under President Barack Obama. I promise you this. Beginning on January 20th, the Vice President-elect Harris and I,
8: we're going to do everything in our power to ease the burden of health care on you and your families. I promise you that. As I said, I will protect your health care like I protect like as of my own family. We've been, unfortunately, significant consumers of health care. That starts by building on the Affordable Care Act with a dramatic expansion of health care coverage and bold steps to lower health care costs. My transition team will soon be starting its work to flesh out the details so that we can hit the ground running, tackling costs, increasing access, lowering the price of prescription drugs. Families are reeling right now, particularly the reporters in this room and others listening. You've interviewed a lot of these people around the country as you've gone all over the world, all over the country. Enduring illnesses faced with risky choices, losing their employer plans and droves. Over 10 million have already lost their reporters. They need a lifeline, and they need it now. They should have to hold their breath. They shouldn't be in that position, waiting to see if the Supreme Court is going to wrench away. Peace of mind. They've come to now rely on So
1: we're going to get right to work, I promise you, addressing the issues that families are, are talking about around their kitchen tables this morning, making sure that they can get bed tonight with the peace of mind that they deserve,
8: fulfilling our moral obligation to ensure that here in America, health care is a right for all, not a privilege for a few. So come January, we're going to work quickly with the Congress to dramatically ramp up health care protections, get Americans universal coverage, lower health care costs, as soon as humanly possible. That's the promise I make to you. We're going to fight for your family's health coverage the same way we fight for our own family's health coverage. We want every single American to know if you're sick, if you're struggling, if you're worried about how you're going to get going to get through the day, we will not abandon you. That is a promise. We'll not leave you to face these challenges alone. We're going to get through this. We're going to get through it together. We're going to build a health care system that puts you and your families first, and that every American can be proud of. I want to thank you all for listening. May God bless you. May God keep you safe in this COVID environment. May God protect our troops. Good afternoon.
1: Today, the Supreme Court heard arguments in a case that could strike down the Affordable Care Act in its entirety. If the Supreme Court agrees with the opponents of the act, Their decision could take health care away from 20 million Americans. It could take away protections from more than 100 million people with pre-existing conditions in our country and hurt the millions of Americans who have come to rely on the Affordable Care Act. Getting rid of the Affordable Care Act will take us backward to a time when people could charge a woman more for her health care than they could charge a man simply because... She's a woman, to a time when pregnancy could be considered a pre-existing condition. It will take away free birth control and contraceptive coverage for women. This is all happening at a moment when our country is suffering through a pandemic that has claimed more than 238,000 lives. And we all know that if the Affordable Care Act is struck down, communities of color would be hit particularly... Hard, black, Asian, Hispanic, and Native American, because they are at a greater risk of pre-existing conditions from asthma to diabetes to lupus. And they are also three times as likely to contract COVID-19 and twice as likely to die as others. Now I know we all know that we just had an election in America, an election where healthcare was very much on the ballot. Our country had a clear choice in this election. Each and every vote for Joe Biden was a statement that health care in America should be a right and not a privilege. Each and every vote for Joe Biden was a vote to protect and expand the Affordable Care Act, not to tear it away in the midst of a global pandemic. And Joe Biden won. The election decisively with more votes than have ever been cast in american history it amounts to 75 million voices and counting calling on the supreme court to see this case for what it is a blatant attempt to overturn the will of the people and the president-elect and i cannot let that happen And now it is my honor to introduce President-elect Joe Biden.
2: All right, folks, joining me right now is Dr. Leon Madougal, President of the National Medical Association, and Dr. Patrice Harris. She's President of the American Medical Association. Dr. Harris, I want to to start with you. Um, uh, uh, The Supreme Court arguments... Well, quite interesting because some justices basically said that, hey, Congress, you want us to do your work and overturn this. That's not really what our job is. Your assessment of today's oral arguments from the Supreme Court.
9: Roland, first of all, thank you for uh, having me on. And we have had a uh, transition at the AMA. I am now immediate past president, but uh, so honored to be on your show. And to talk about this very important topic, we know uh, that the Affordable Care Act has been instrumental in millions, as President elect Harris said, gaining coverage. Uh, we know that people without health insurance live sicker and die younger, forego medical care. Uh, unable to pay for their medications or other treatments uh, recommended by their physicians. So, although you know we should uh, and should not try to predict what the ultimate outcome will be, the questions uh, today, at least in my mind, demonstrated that um, the justices are going to be reluctant in overturning uh, this law. Uh, but we will have to see but that is one uh reason this gains in coverage for the uninsured and all of the protections and as you know roland i am a psychiatrist and so many more people have been able to gain access to mental health care, care for substance use disorders, because of the Affordable Care Act. That's why the AMA filed an amicus brief. Uh, so based on the questions today, it looks like it will be upheld, uh, but certainly we will all have to keep the pressure on because uh, this law, uh, overturning this law would be devastating. Uh,
2: and, and, that, and Dr. McDougall, that really is something that, that's here. And what's amazing is Republicans have done everything they could to overturn this to get rid of it but they've offered no 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 alternative and this whole idea of oh let's overturn the law first and then we'll come up with something for the american public we've got nothing to compare it to it's literally the affordable care act or nothing
3: so roland uh, i want to bring to attention that the affordable care act is still in existence and this uh, administration has cut the advertisement budget for the Affordable Care Act. So I would ask that uh, people interested in learning more about how to sign up, go to getamericacovered.org, getamericacovered.org, because this administration cut the advertisement budget. Well, but, but again, no, they, they, they,
2: they, 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 they cut it because they wanted to choke it off, But again, they have had more than 50 votes to get rid of it. To date, the Republican Party has not offered an extensive replacement plan. Donald Trump has lied for five years saying, I got a plan, I got a plan, it's coming next week, it's coming in two weeks, it's coming in three weeks, it's coming next month, I'm going to sign it next month, and they've done nothing. Kaylee McEnany presented Leslie Stahl of 60 Minutes, this huge book of their health plan. Wasn't a health plan. It was different executive orders and other stuff. It wasn't an actual health plan. So, Roland, you have been so insightful in cutting through all the nonsense. You, uh, it's, you you're bringing an unfiltered viewpoint on these uh,
3: tactics to confuse the people. So, I commend you on bringing such important topics uh, to the table because uh, 20 million people uh, losing their health insurance during a global pandemic is heartless and uh, unexplainable. It's uh, a lack of leadership.
2: Um, Dr. Harris, the, the reason this is a huge deal, first of all, we talk about 20 million Americans, uh, but we're talking about young folks who are still covered on their parents' insurance. We're talking about even how we've had Uh, Medicaid expansion where we had a rural hospital shutting down in this country uh, and how it has impacted folks. Many folks who voted for Trump, who voted for Republicans, really voting against their own economic interests. I remember 2016 where the the, the previous governor of Kentucky was absolutely against Medicaid expansion. He was against the Affordable Care Act. And I remember he was a Tea Party guy. And I remember these white folks in Kentucky voted for him. And then they came back and they voted for him and Trump and then said, man, I sure hope— Uh, They don't mess with Affordable Care Act. They hated Obamacare, but they love the Affordable Care Act. That shows you how, how disinformation and messaging can completely obscure reality.
9: We saw that with the Affordable Care Act and when they branded it Obamacare, it was not popular. But when you ask people specifically about the proposals or if you would call it the affordable care act there was a lot of support and we know that so many people of all uh, races have benefited from uh, the expansions and health care coverage for the affordable care act but roland it's also similar to how um, we have made masks a partisan issue and that is so unfortunate because uh, making sure that folks have the coverage that they need, that young folks stay on their uh, parents' insurance, that people aren't filing medical ba- or bankruptcies due to medical debt. These are nonpartisan issues. Mask wearing is a nonpartisan issue, and that's why I'm glad you're talking about this tonight on your show. I know Dr. McDougall and I are always working to make sure that people get accurate information. And there's no question uh, that people uh, can have more opportunities for living healthier lives uh, with the expansion caused by the Affordable Care Act.
2: Uh, Dr. McDougall, how how critical is the Affordable Care Act for African Americans? What have we seen the benefits of this uh, since it became law on the health of black folks? Uh,
3: The health of black people uh, has improved. And I'm going to point out another uh, issue. So what states haven't adopted the Affordable Care Act? So states that we live in, uh, Mississippi, uh, Georgia, Florida, Texas, North Carolina, Tennessee. So there's still more opportunity to provide preventive services and insurance from the communities. Uh, we held from. My dad's from Mississippi. My mom's from Alabama. So if we were still living there,
2: we wouldn't have access to affordable health care. Uh, the, the thing that really jumps out at me here, uh, Dr. Harris, is that um, in 2004, I filed for bankruptcy due to uh, having massive health care costs. More than 60% of Americans who filed for bankruptcy. They filed because of health-related issues, and the Affordable Care Act, once it was passed, led to a dramatic decrease in health-related bankruptcy uh, filings because you were covered and pre-existing conditions were always covered, and the insurance companies could not screw you over and drop you because of
9: that's so important we do talk about certainly our health but our economic health is important and you raised the point about the number of bankruptcies caused by uh, medical debt and we saw those decrease dramatically um, after the enactment of the Affordable Care Act and by the way we all know there is some synergy when you're talking about uh, your financial health as well as your overall health and so clearly uh, we made such gains regarding health, regarding our economic health with the Affordable Care Act, and I'm so glad you you raised that issue.
2: Oh, Dr. McDougal, a uh, final comment for you.
3: Uh, Dr. Harris uh, brings up an excellent uh, point, and so speaking to that, so if that goes away, 135 million people in the U.S. have pre-existing illnesses, so it's a free-for-all. There's no uh, safety net it really causes a wild wild west as far as insurance is concerned and that's tragic
2: all right dr m'dougal who leads the national medical association dr harris who leads the american medical association we appreciate both of you thank you so very much for joining us
1: thank you uh,
2: all right folks and so i want to go to uh, our panel but joining us right now dr julian malvo president Emer- excuse me president emerita been in college also an economist kelly de communication strategist Joseph Pinyon, Republican uh, strategist and political commentator. Uh, Joseph, I want to start with you. More than 50 votes. Votes, votes, votes. Donald Trump keeps promising, I got a plan, 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 got a plan. Ain't seen it. Haven't seen it. Republicans keep saying they got a plan. Where is it? And so here's the deal. If you're the American public, I might want to be able to see a plan before... Um, I don't really know what you're trying to do. They want to kill it and have nothing to offer for it.
10: Look, here's the, the truth. Obviously, President Trump has been in office for uh, the better part of four years now. Uh, we had the initial push when President Trump first took office. We had fat repeal, skinny repeal, Graham Cassidy repeal. None of the repeals um, did any of the things the Republican were opposed Uh, to the affordable care act in the first place which was to try to lower the premium costs um, while at the same time trying to hopefully increase the breadth of coverage Uh, so i think to your point it 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 is with merit uh, that obviously voters should be allowed to see plans uh, before they are asked to go into a voter booth um, and and act in blind trust Uh, so i think there there is that is a strong argument to make i think the reality that we face in american politics today um, is that people say vote for me today and i'll show you the plan tomorrow And I think that that is a bipartisan problem that we see in American politics today. But to your point, when it comes to the issue of health care, particularly on the on the uh, on the backside of a global pandemic, or perhaps in the midst of a global pandemic, because we're still dealing um, with the impacts of COVID today, as rates go up, um, there are precipitously higher numbers of individuals who are going to have preexisting conditions. Um, And the word of President Trump, or the word of any president, um, that "Don't worry, we'll take care of you," um, clearly at this Disappointed.
7: What plan it should have been put in legislative form, presented to the Congress and to the Senate, and passed as legislation. We haven't seen that. I don't know what Avar, the HHS uh, secretary, does, um, but he certainly, that might be where plan would germinate from, but he certainly hasn't, hasn't said anything. Um, and so, in the middle of this COVID crisis, you have to argue. That health care is necessary. No one has said whether having COVID, which now uh more than the twenty million people have had two hundred thousand, two hundred and thirty thousand people dying, is COVID going to be a pre existing condition? I mean, this is this man has been a joke for the better part of four years, and he remains a joke. And the, the only hope we have here is that those Supreme Court justices, the three um, uh, Barrett, um, Roberts, and um,
2: the other ones. Alito. You got look. You got Cavanaugh, uh, Roberts, Alito. Uh, you got uh, Clarence Thomas as well, and you, so and you got looks, Gorsuch.
7: it looks like this thing may actually survive. I mean, I love what Roberts said. You know, about, that's done our job. You know, the truth is that if the Republicans want to get rid of the Affordable Care Act that badly, they need to come up with legislation that provides a solution. But they've had time, they haven't done it, they don't know how to do it, quite frankly, and that's, there we have it. However, you know, they say, you get born all night and joy comes in the morning. Uh, I think that President-elect Biden is gonna be time enough for them around this health issue.
2: Kelly, Bob is here. The Republicans have no plan. <laughs> And what gets me is all these broke-ass white folks <laughs> running after them, voting for them. And I'm going, uh, if there's probably the most important issue facing you, yeah, it's going to be health care. I mean, you can see them be concerned all you want to about abortion. You can be concerned all you want to about the Second Amendment and your gun. But if your ass stroke out, that don't mean a damn thing. You might want to have a health care plan other than relying on the emergency room.
11: And that's what a lot of people, uh, especially that demographic that you just described, have to go through if anything happens to them. If they so much as sneeze and they don't have health insurance, they have to go to the emergency room. The bottom line is, for these people who are so against Obamacare but are so for you know, constitutional rights and you know, tradition, et cetera, et cetera, you cannot even exercise your right to life liberty and the pursuit of happiness if you're dead and what the ACA does is protect you essentially from death and it also helps you exercise your right to life liberty and the pursuit of happiness because it helps preserve your health so it is incredibly frustrating to me for the people who actually need it the most not see that point but also on the Republican end, the people who are supposed to know all of these points, they should also know that their job is to legislate. Legislate meaning make law. <laughs> they are trying to put that onus onto a body of government that is not designed to make law. And <laughs> what you heard in Justice Robert's uh, comments today is frustration. But again, they are coming to the court. Make up this law for us because we can't do it on our own. But the problem is they can't do it on their own because they're wrong. You cannot just take out a, a safety net for millions of Americans without a backup plan, especially in the middle of a pandemic, especially when most of your base is relying on said safety net being Obamacare. So they just aren't... The, the cognitive dissonance is just right there and it's incredibly frustrating to everybody involved even the republicans for not getting what they want out of the court they uh the court is frustrated with the fact that the legislation isn't doing its job and millions of americans are about to be frustrated and are frustrated right now because people just aren't doing their jobs the way that they are supposed to be done and it's all because the word obama is in one of their basic rights
10: just be well, real. I, I, I don't think it's the because the word Obama. Yes, it is, Joseph. Joseph Not Hold on. Hold Joseph. On, hold hold on, on. Hold on. Hold What are going to say? No, no, Hold on. Hold on. So, Joseph, what am I going to say? You're going to say that there are plenty of people across this country, well documented, who are in favor of the
2: no. That's not what I was going to say.
11: That's not what I was going to
10: say.
2: No, what I was No, Joseph. No, That's not what I was going to say. No what i was going to say is this here let me explain to people where the phrase obamacare originated from there were po- there, there were focus groups that were done by the republicans to figure out how to oppose the affordable care act so for instance there used to be a thing called the estate tax republicans folks like frank luntz did focus groups and they said let's not call it the estate tax Let's call it the death tax. But and well, won't, you know no, Republicans look, look, are the only ones that run. No, votes. no, 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 no. <laughs> Follow me here. <laughs> but, but, it was Repu- but it was Republicans who specifically had the focus groups to figure out how can we change the language, the narrative on the Affordable Care Act. So what did they do? They settled on Obamacare. And what they decided is that if we put Obama's name in it, it doesn't matter what the bill is. This is what it's going to come down to, which is why I was one of the people, because Democrats were like, oh, sure, Obama cares. I was like, no, y'all are actually grabbing their their disinformation and weaponizing it against yourself. That's why when you can go on the streets and ask people, it happened in Kentucky, Joseph. They said, do you support? They say, they asked them, do you Support the uh, or oppose Obamacare? Oh, I don't get Obamacare. Do you support the Affordable Care Act? Oh, I love it. It's the same thing. The word Obama is the the keyword.
10: You you have you have to understand. First of all, there any anytime you say the word Obama, you're going to have at least sixty-five, up to seventy percent of Republicans oppose. And Trump. that's why that's, they did it. <laughs> right, but that, that you're missing the point. You're, you're, there's two separate issues. There is the reasons, there are the principled reasons why people are opposed to the Affordable Care Act, and then there are the political tactics that are being
4: <laughs>
10: leveraged to make sure that it actually be, is either A, undermined, or B, didn't come into fruition. Obviously, they weren't able to stop it from coming into fruition because they did not have the political power to do it. But subsequent to that, again, if you want to talk about things like getting rid of the of the actual individual mandate, I mean, the, the irony here is the Republicans, in many ways, have been hustling backwards uh, because they were actually able to strike down the portion of the law that inevitably would have deemed the law perhaps unconstitutional, and now they are back at the courts pleading for you know, as you have said, for the courts to do their job when they have not proposed any solution. So look, I, mechanism that's going to allow. To, you know, that, they haven't if put they, forth if, a if, single plan I mean that, that I mean that. that's not entirely true I think there have been plans that have been put forward they haven't actually passed them they haven't actually leveraged political hold, on. Well, hold on Joseph <laughs> when I say put <laughs> forth
2: the plan that means pass it Republicans control the United States Senate right yeah, they have the majority that, you're, you're at any point, at any point in the last Four years, in the last six years, has the a Republican? No, my question. At any point, Joseph, answer the question. Just answer, Joseph. Just answer the question. At any point in the last six years, has Joseph? Joseph, let me finish. at any point in the last six years, has the Republican Party put a plan on the table and voted in the United States Senate at any point? Yes. When?
10: <laughs> <laughs> are you serious we we, you, we didn't we didn't sit there we, we have to have that's what senator where where the late great senator mccain is sitting there with this thumb down and we've got people. no in- no 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 see joseph you're wrong that <laughs> vote was to repeal the affordable care
2: act that's not what, what i said What I said is, what I said is, no, no, Joseph, Joseph, repeal, Joseph, Joseph, repealing the Affordable Care Act and passing your own health plan are two
10: different things. So right before he turned his thumb down, he did not see go, he did, there was not a vote for Senator Graham and Senator Cassidy to pass health care? That didn't happen? I made this up? Joseph, Joseph, has the Republican Party... Has the Rand- Republican Party passed? Has the Republican Party passed? You, uh, you, they, they didn't pass it. Of course they haven't passed it. Uh, it we wouldn't be here having the conversation that have been passed. That wasn't the point. And I, I think I started this entire segment by saying that it has had ample time to propose solutions, and they have failed to do it. That wasn't my point. The point that I was trying to make was that at some point, we have to accept the fact that that there is a there are the there are actual principled reasons why people were opposed to the Affordable Care Act, which are separate from the fact that people just hated everything Obama liked, which to
11: be clear And I agree with you yeah, there. Yeah. A- a- just absolutely. I'm not saying that everybody opposes ACA because it says Obama. What I'm saying is a lot of people oppose ACA because it says Obama. A lot of, of and without, that rounds out those have a rationale behind ACA um being in into in play. But even still, like Roland is saying, they have not really offered an alternative. If anything, the the reason why the ACA was upheld by SCOTUS is because of the individual mandate saying that um it, it was a tax. And Republicans said, okay, it's not a tax anymore. So but that was years ago. So basically they just Brought their solution to ACA to the court because that was the whole reason that uh, SCOTUS said this is on y'all because the tax part is a legislative issue. Well, legislature, Republican at that, fixed that issue, but they still want to bring it to court because they don't want to do their job. Like my original point was and actually legislate it out of one hundred percent the same, the same, the same Republican. Their job. Let me jump in here for
7: just a minute, folks. There was a Republican majority in the House and in the Senate. This could have been done. They are devoid of also ideas. That. They're devoid of ideas. They're devoid of creativity. And many of them don't believe that people should have health care. I mean, notwithstanding the fact that, as Roland said earlier, 60% of bankruptcy have to do with medical debt. Notwithstanding the fact that COVID is hitting us very hard. They don't think that people should have health care. They're more interested in the insurance companies than in people. They're more interested in, basically, profit than in people. And so, you know, Joseph, you can go around the Mulberry Bush if you want to, about a full, uh, you know, about whatever you said. You said it three times, so that made me forget. But um, you can go around the Mulberry Bush as many times as you want to. But the bottom line is that, Roland is right. We saw all all this proof. People don't like Obamacare. They do like the Affordable Care Act. So we may want to know why do they like the Affordable Care Act? What's in it for them? The main thing that people are pre-existing conditions, and 135 million Americans have pre-existing conditions, whether it's high blood pressure, diabetes, or something else. So basically, you are basically consigning another The rest of the people to good health care and the other folks to catch as catch can emergency room
2: or whatever or potential bankruptcy. Explain. Explain this. And this is the deal. This this a record high. Sixty two percent. Of Americans support the Affordable Care Act. Eighty five percent Democrats. Thirty six percent of Republicans. Now, here's the key here. Here's the key here. 56% say it should be improved and strengthened. 20% say it should be struck down and left alone. Pre existing conditions, 79% support health insurance protections for people.
10: And that's also why you saw President Trump running around the country saying we're going to take care of people with pre existing conditions because he knows. As well as most Republican knows that there is no political will for somebody who is going to consign people to a life without health care for the rest of their their lives, which will probably be very short. So, if, so, if, so, if, still, where no. is his plan? <laughs> well, I've I said before, that's the they don't question. have a plan. That, that, the that's of the plan. Is how they, does this plan
2: So, 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 but, so, so Republicans want to get rid of the Affordable
10: Care Act, but they have nothing to replace it. They have nothing to replace it with. I, I think, as I said before, they, this notion that people should put their blind trust in politicians and say I, that, hey, you take our word for it, it should be a, a gone from the past. People should not trust politicians. Well, well the Republicans think, damn, yeah, should, is not, Republicans damn is sure did. You know, here's I, I what I know. Think, here's I what, I know. I here's I what I know. I here's what I the know. Fact no. fact that you're making it a partisan issue. No, 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 no.
2: The I'm making it a partisan issue because part the numbers show it's a partisan issue. The
10: Numbers don't lie. I, I, the issue of the issue of people saying take my word for it and not presenting a plan ahead of time is what I'm saying is not a partisan issue. On the okay.
7: issue
11: of Republicans it's have done hard.
7: that's what Republicans have done. Mister uh, Forty Five, soon to be ex president, <laughs> Mister Forty Five has run around talking about I have a plan. I'm going to take care of you. We're going to deal with pre existing conditions. We haven't seen a piece of legislation. We haven't seen a, a plan. We haven't seen anything. So you're right that we shouldn't take politicians' word, but Here's the bottom line. We have a president who is just a bold-faced liar. A bold-faced liar who has been deficient on all issues concerning health. Morally deficient, fiscally deficient, and intellectually deficient. Here, here, right
2: here, here, right here is why this is partisan. This is, September 2020, a morning consult poll. Right here. All voters in March... Fifty-five percent. Fifty-five percent supported the Affordable Care Act in September was sixty-two percent. Democrats in March eighty-three percent supported it in September twenty-five percent. Is your is your it, it, no 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 one second, only- one second one second one second independents in March fifty percent support fifty-nine percent support in but Republicans in March twenty-eight percent supported. September 36 percent. I dare say I would love to actually see a poll done. Do you support Obamacare or do you support the
10: Affordable Care Act?
2: We have seen. I, I, don't, ample. Think
10: I, I don't think I've, I don't think I'm arguing that point. I think with the point that I've been making is that the, this notion uh, that we have a bipartisan agreement on issues. Uh, that politicians on Capitol Hill can't find a way to pass legislation on um, is not unique uh, to I'm healthcare. I'm sorry, I, I, and I, hold up, Joseph, who made that point?
2: I made that point. That's the point I've been making. Okay, but, okay, but, duh. I mean, we, we obviously know we're in fractured times, but the point I'm still making is this here. Republicans can oppose the Affordable Care Act all day. Look, majority of Americans, a supermajority of Americans, support it. Support it. So, why, so if they support it, why are, why are they so hell-bent on trying to get rid of something
10: that 62% of Americans say I like? I think the reality is that most Americans like what the Affordable Care Act accomplishes. I think what Republicans and many people like myself have said is that the manner in which it is accomplished is not sustainable and is not consistent with what people think are the best practices for health care. Well, okay, yeah, so so, that, so where, is,
2: where is this best practices bill? Where is it?
10: I, you, and you'd have to ask the president that, as I've said okay. now for the fourth I, time. I, I, look, I, I, can't, I, I, I can't, I
9: can't,
2: that. I can't, look look, mean, look, look, look,
10: look, look, this is real basic for me. Sure. This, this real
2: basic for me. This Hold on, this real basic for me. This real basic for me. If you tell me, look, man, the food, it ain't so good. I'd cook that food better. Okay? Get your ass in the kitchen and go cook. What you're not going to do is say the food ain't good. Then I say, get your ass and gonna cook, you like, oh no, 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 I don't cook. I don't cook. I'm just saying the food ain't no good. But if your <laughs> ass can't improve the food, if you can't sit here and contribute to the meal, all you're doing is running your mouth. And <laughs> that's what Republicans that's what are doing. Elections. Republicans, Republicans are, are making no effort, because first of all, when you say even improve, they don't even want to improve. They want to get rid of. They want to uh, look, totally I, I, get rid of it, and I'm just still waiting when manna from heaven is going to fall down, and then they going to actually present a
10: plan. I'm just waiting. I would love uh, to read it. I mean, again, I, I I don't think I'm saying anything different than you're saying. We, there there was no plan. There, there should have been a plan. There wasn't one then.
2: The ain't plan. one today. Ain't going to be one tomorrow. <laughs>
10: well, they'll There'll be a plan because the reality is that you won't be able to win elections without one. Um, and that's no, not just that, well, you're you're up, talking about you're talking about climate. There's a whole lot of the Republicans. There are, there are a Joseph, of Joseph, in A lot of Republicans life. just won with no plan. Well, yeah, because at the end of the day, we figured out that people can get elected dividing people, even though pe- their neighbors agree on the issue. Well, actually, so actually, that, actually, actually, that, actually, you can get elected lying to people,
2: <laughs> and they are that, so that and also, they are so gullible, they, they actually fall forward. That, but so but here's like, the deal. That, Hey, look, well, first of all, the Supreme Court is probably going to come back in two or three months with a decision. We got lots more time to talk about it. I got to go to break. When we come back. We're going to talk about uh, these crazy-ass Trump folk. I'm still trying to figure out how you won Senate seats and House seats, but those votes are good, but the same votes in the presidential race are bad. That's next to Roland
11: money. Utilizing what I know, I'm being able to speak about something that I used to didn't do. That I can say, yeah, that was me, but it's okay, it's okay now because I know better now. And you can too. I'm able to say that so they can relate to what I'm saying so I can capture their attention and be able to knock on their door and say, hey, you with me? And now they feel more apt to pay attention and more apt to be able to go out there and say, oh, well, just maybe because she said... And I'm a fan of hers, so the connection is, well, okay, what do I have to lose? Because sitting at home is what you're losing out on.